The link is the belief system that you build up. So if you believe in your child as a child, I'm not worth it because my father doesn't love me. So I'm not worth it. So this conflict avoids you to get this manifestation you are doing. And people think like, oh, manifestation doesn't work. No, it works. But it, you have to be in alignment with the subconscious mind and your belief system. Otherwise, it, does, it won't work. Yes, it's true. It's the law of attraction. Let's go! Welcome to Becoming an Epic Being with your host, Sukoon. As an advocate of conscious living, my mission is to help you young adults navigate through the confronting issues of your generation, question conventional beliefs, and choose authenticity, because that is where your true joy lies. Each week, I dive into raw conversations with inspiring guests who have undergone big shifts and are here to offer you the tools to do the same. So get ready to step up your game and jump on the ride as you begin the journey towards the next stage of your self-evolution. Hi guys, joining me today is Melissa Kazan, who I like to describe as Wonder Woman, given that she helps people get access to the subconscious mind and manifest miracles in their lives. And yesterday, I happened to witness some of her work through one of her workshops, which was on inner child healing. And that's what we're diving in this conversation because it's pretty powerful stuff. So welcome, Melissa, to Becoming an Epic Being. How are we doing? Thank you very much for the inv invitation. So I'm very, very excited and happy to talk about that topic. Thank you. Yeah, seems like a pretty massive subject and would love to start with your backstory. How did you get in the space of work and what made you gravitate towards inner child healing? Well, I started with that as I tapped into that um, spiritual work and the subconscious mind. And I realized that some um, things are happening over and over again all the time. It's repeating. Like all the problems, it, it repeated itself. And I thought to myself, is this life? Is this the whole reality? And I tried to manifest things, for example, and I was um, really like trying to get the money, attracting it, and it, it didn't work. And I thought to myself, I need to, I need to, I need to really uh, be some mag magician in my life. So how can I do that? So yeah, this is where I started digging into deeper and deeper and deeper. And I found out, okay, everything starts with the childhood. So I have all the limiting beliefs yeah. in my childhood, and then I, yeah, tried to solve them first. So this is where it started, like because of the repeating of the, all the, the the problems I got. Right. Well, we'll talk about that in just a bit. But for the sake of context, what is inner child healing all about? Mm -hmm. So inner, inner child healing is about healing your own childhood. So going back to your childhood from zero to maybe 12, 13 years and looking at that again and seeing what have you where have you been traumatized what were the problems and just healing that meeting that inner child again this one child that you forgot and yeah you you get healed with it by meeting that child again and embracing it this is the most important thing so what are some common signs that indicate that someone has unhealed wounds or an active inner child that's playing out so 
if you have this unhealed wounds, so you will get it always in life back in relationships, in work life, or also in family with your children, with your friends. So everywhere you get setbacks when you have this unhealed wounds. So you, you, so you continue to live with that. So healing, that means you heal your future life. You heal really the future of you. And this is really worth working on it. This is the reason why I do this. And I'm so ambitious about it. This is the most important thing people should do where they should start. And then manifestation works out. But before that, it's impossible. And it's in my own story. Because I have a father who didn't love me. My mother was a victim. And uh, my parents fight a lot, for example. And we were watching that as children. So when we watch it, we see, oh, okay, a relationship must work like that, for example. And I fight it always in my relationships because I copied my parents. So we have to be aware of this. This is just one example of many. Yeah, let's just visit that for a moment. What is the link between healing your inner child and manifesting things in your life? The link is the belief system that you build up. So if you believe in your child as a child, I'm not worth it because my father doesn't love me. So I'm not worth it. So you project it into your future and you try, you do maybe do some meditation and you say, oh, okay, I attract all the money and all the love and so on. But your subconscious mind has this limiting belief and it says, no, 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 I'm not worth it. I don't deserve it. So it is in conflict together. So this conflict avoids you to get this manifestation you are doing. And people think like, oh, manifestation doesn't work. No, it works. But it, you have to be in alignment with the subconscious mind and your belief system. Otherwise, it, does, it won't work. Yes, it's true. It's the law of attraction. So the consequences of people who have no idea about this stuff are pretty humongous, right? Because if they're just going along the ride of life without knowing why they aren't attracting things or why things aren't working out for them, then it comes at a cost because they don't know what they don't know. And the work here is basically about accessing your inner child and tapping into that and healing that, which we'll talk about how to do that, right, in a bit. So before we move on, like, could you just differentiate, like, make a difference here? Because there's one thing about the inner child, which has to be nurtured and, you know, loved. And the other side is when we hear about inner child in the context of like how someone's inner child is playing out in the ego state. So if someone is, for, if, let's um, make an example here. So if someone is as an adult and narcissist, yeah. so doing really mean right. things and yeah. bad things, this narcissist has also a torn childhood, a torn inner child. But the decision is now, now I grew up and now I show you. So taking re revenge, this is a child ego. It is a revenge, taking revenge. But when you look not much more deeper, there is a sad child behind. Always there is a sad child, an angry child uh, who think I'm not deserving love. I'm My father beat me or anything can be there. So uh, we have to be uh, some sympathy to that person, people too instead of uh, declining them. This is very important. So there is no good and bad at all. So we have to be aware that all those egomaniac people out there, or the psychopaths or the, the sick people have had also a bad childhood and they need to be healed. And we have to be aware of it. It does draw back to the same thing. It's still the same in a child. 
sometimes it acts out of whack when adults act like children because of their neglected inner child. And at the same time, it's about nurturing the inner child so that you can grow and thrive in life. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, so how did your life play out in terms of the before and after of doing this work? Well, before I worked on that, I was a totally different person. Let's hear it. So I was really, really sad, angry, really easily pissed off. Like, why is this happening to me? And basically stuck in victimhood. Oh, yes. I was that kind of victim. Like everyone was guilty, but not me. And it's, it was everything on them, but not me. And look, the universe doesn't love me because I am punished punished all the time. It was the feeling of punishment. Like and why me? Why, why me? me? Why me? Exactly. And at one point I started asking, is this life? Is it really the truth? What I'm telling to myself or am I lying? Because I harmed myself so much. I lost money. I was so unhappy, unhealthy and all this stuff. And I said, no, this can't be life. And at one point I started working on it and then I tapped more into joy, fun. And I saw to myself, okay, things can be easy. We are fighting all the time. No, wait. So what actually made that switch at the time from being where you were stuck in victimhood to then being playful and joyful? What made that switch? Well, that switch was uh, when everything went so much wrong that the pain was so big that I couldn't take it anymore. And I said, okay, now I'm done. And we need that. The universe sends us this kind of lessons that we change ourselves. It's not for punishment. This is where we do have the misunderstanding. We think that we get punished by the universe or someone else. No, no, no. It is because there is a big gift behind, but we have to understand, realize, okay, what does that mean at all? So I was really unhappy with my ex-husband at my work. At the same time, we lost money. It was everything was bad. And this was like, I can't, I can't, couldn't take it anymore. All this crying, all this sadness, depression. It was so hard that I said, no, stop it. Otherwise I die. I have to change it. Yeah. And the pain was too big to, to take it. So this was my shift. Love that. Sounds super powerful. So how did you then realize that there's something within you that needs to be looked into or um, nurtured, which was an inner child? What was a sign that indicated that, look, let me look within and see that there's some unresolved work that needs to be done. It was definitely with my relationships um, to like uh, with my ex-boyfriends and to money same time. So when, for example, I was like, when I felt in love, I was like, like, oh, this is the one. And it wasn't the one. And then something happened and they go. I feel rejected and it was my inner child got hurt. Now I understand, but I didn't know that back then. And then again, a new relationship. And then after a while, this guy's goes too um, away. And I was running after them, chasing the guys like, I, yeah, the same pattern. And I was looking at my phone. Did he message me? Did he call me? Why didn't he call me? Like all the rejection, rejection, because I got the rejection from my father. And the same, I lost a lot of money all the time, losing, losing, losing. And I, it was always repetition the same pattern and i said okay stop something is here and then i met this inner child who said yes because i feel rejected by my father so i don't deserve to be loved by men wow. yes yeah and then as my subconscious mind attracted all the guys that um, confirmed that 
I don't deserve love, so I have to be rejected. And this pain was so big at what one point that I luckily got aware of it. And now I'm fully happy with myself and I don't need it anymore. Before that, I needed a man. I needed relationship. Now I don't need it. Gosh. So what I, from what I'm hearing you say, your inner child was all your life seeking validation. And when you realize that you no longer need that, your life shifted. How amazing is that? Yeah. yeah. It is amazing. And my life shifted like so deeply. I'm fully enjoy. I, I can uh, on my own, for example, now. I really can be on my own, travel alone, and I attract so many things. This is why I love also now manifestation, because now it works. It works so deeply and magic happens every day because I'm in the energy of joy and I'm fulfilled and I'm happy. So I am in a positive energy now. And this positive energy attracts the good things in life because you attract what you are. So if I have negative energy, I, of course, attract negativity. If I am positive, I attract positivity. It's the vibes and the frequency I just spread out. So it comes back to me. Yeah, 100%. So when we as adults realize that, look, we have these unnurtured needs that go from childhood, whether it's love, affection, validation, how can we in our capacity then start to address them? Well, this is the biggest challenge because um, many people avoid that. They don't want to meet their inner child because they are afraid of the truth. So maybe like explaining them, starting to make them realize that the problems are coming from there. It is maybe the most important point because when I talk about it, no, 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 I'm fine. No, 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 no. It's good. They, they don't really want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they have this uh, own walls which they build up so it's not easy to destroy that wall so this is why the universe sends first setbacks to those people and then they say okay now i can't take it anymore what do we do now i'm so ready to do it unfortunately it comes to that point okay so from the time that you become aware of these needs how do you then start to address or nurture them like how do you fill that gap I think it is also at that point the spirituality that you are that you get connected with the universe or name it God it doesn't matter then you are the wholeness you are not there is no there's something there was something missing before something is missing you don't miss it anymore so you are whole and this oneness is there so when you are in that energy people see it and if they people see, then say, oh, okay, she solved something. Maybe I should look in that too. So you address just this being, this energy, and that you are fully in, in yeah, you are in your own soul power, 100%. You need only things that you don't have. Yeah. So if you have it already, you are in that energy, you don't have the, the word need, it, it disappears. You don't have it anymore. So tapping in your soul power is the one most important thing that you are, you are, period. And again, is how you actually do that. How do you get to that stage? Because, I mean, of course, it takes a whole level of awareness to realize that you are in sync with the universe's energy and you're whole within yourself. But in terms of tangible steps, how would you describe uh, the okay. process? Yeah, yeah. So what I would say is meditation, for example, is one of the things that you every day connect. It is like going to the gym. 
Yeah, you cannot get muscles within, within three days. So you have to train. It is like, like training and you have to be patient. People are too uh, impatient. They want to have results now. They want to be now. Like, okay, it's not now. It's like baby steps, step by step. And one of this is, of course, meditation, reading books um, regarding that topics, for example, going to courses and also having a peer group people who are have the same interests and maybe also looking for their soul power that you can exchange because most people think also they are alone they are not there are many of them out there so get together with your peer group and start connecting to them build your network and do meditation take care of your um, for example health also taking the good foods and maybe having a bit better lifestyle also because the physiologic energy is also very important so my body has to be nutrition and i am so when i be fully healthy then i can be spiritual so this is everything is very important also doing sports taking care of the chakras that they are active and not maybe locked uh, locked up so there are many many things and so with little little steps it is possible Thank you for clarifying that. And so from what I'm hearing you say, when we are kids and we have all these needs for, like I said, validation, affection, love, and all that. And when they're not met, rather than living with the same pain through all our lives and carrying on with the same story, we have the power as adults to do that for ourselves, start loving ourselves, start nurturing and validating ourselves, right? Yes. Is that what it comes yes. down to? challenge yeah because i guess all of us do have a level of codependency that we are used to since our early days in life and when we start living in the present as adults then it just comes down to balancing that with not going too overboard with expectations from the world and filling that void within right because ultimately no one else can make you feel whole it's, it's a very internal job so what does self-love for you look like very good question thank you for that self-love is being able to say no to others when you want to say no yes definitely and not being a people pleaser so what do i need like like i need to rest now okay then rest i need good food now then take it like what do do i need because we uh, take people like in the first place and we are always in the second. So if you have really self-love is also equally to self-respect. So how much do you respect yourself? And with that, you, as I said, set boundaries. You also take care of your body. Many people don't care of their body, for example, because it's like, oh, I'm, I like to be spiritual and my body doesn't matter. Like it makes no sense. You can be only spiritual when you are in a fully powerful body and this is our home this body so taking care of it is very very important because if you don't have it then you cannot exist on this planet and also self-love means loving others but not like Pollyanna like this um like being nice to everyone but like um, teaching them also and and sharing sharing is very important so all this stuff shows that you are in self-love and that you are able to be alone you can check that if you are able to go alone on a vacation then you are fully in self-love uh, this is this is the point where i can give for that 
Yeah, if you enjoy your own company, then you've won the game, right? Because then you can do whatever you want with your time without yes. relying on other people to join yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. So what role does self-compassion play in the process of inner healing? So self-compassion is when you being gentle to yourself. And we are really like very, like, let me say that we're like root to ourselves. We, are, we do self-criticism a lot, for example. Like, I could have done it better. Uh, why didn't I do that? Why did I say this way? This overthinking we have. And we are really like mad to ourselves then. Or going back to the past and um, taking a scenario out and like, oh, this scenario could have been differently. But, but you cannot change it anymore. So compassion means for me also that you accept it as it is. Just, okay, that was it. Acceptance, yes. Okay, so self-compassion comes down to self-acceptance and then taking it from there. And you just mentioned something very relevant. What is the link between your inner critic and your inner child? Is there a correlation there at all? It is definitely there is a um, uh, connection because... The inner child is the one who, if it is unsatisfied, and if this inner child is unhappy, it is criticizing you. You could have done it better. You did it, but from where do you get it? Maybe from the parents who said that to you once, like when you were a child. Like you, you were in an exam, and the exam didn't go very well, and you have not that good um, results. And they say maybe you could have done it better. And maybe this is so affecting you that much that this child thinks, okay, I ha must be do it better. So this thinking, com it comes from there. So it is definitely linked to each other. So the unhealed inner child can play out in internal criticism by always judging yourself and being a perfectionist. Is that right? Yes, yes this is it. Okay. And that comes from your family messages that you grew up with. This is why we cannot uh, improve in our lives because we stop ourselves with that. And this is also where procrastination comes from because we, we, we are not good enough. So why should I do it? Why so I, I'm not, yes, yes. It's not worth trying it. Uh, I'm not perfect. I have to be prepare myself. Okay, I do it tomorrow. I do it tomorrow. The problem with that is the subconscious mind has no feeling for time. So this is why years pass, years pass, and then you think, oh my God, three years pass and I still didn't make this and that. Yeah, because the subconscious mind is always now, 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 now. And it doesn't say to you, hey, let's go do this. And it says like, okay, I do it tomorrow. And this tomorrow, I say you, it will never end if you don't take action. You need to take massive action. And in your view, do you think it's possible to address procrastination without doing this inner work? Like if you set goals and systems and timelines, do you think it's sustainable without the inner work? I dare to say it's nearly impossible because the procrastination has its reason in the subconscious mind and it mostly goes back to fear of failure. Or so fear of judgment, fear of failure, embarrassment, or getting humiliated. It doesn't matter, but there is some kind of fear. So as long as this fear exists, you cannot overcome it. You have to solve it that you say, okay, no matter what happens, I do that. So what could at worst happen? You ask that to yourself and you have a strong motivation and then you do that. But if you don't have it, 
you you never get to that point and many people get old without doing or com accomplishing their dreams um ask what well, you know there was a study with um, old people and they go to them and ask like what do you regret most and they said not the things that that they did but 90 did the things that they didn't do they could have done but they didn't do it because of procrastination because they did were haven't the courage enough to do it so This is the biggest problem. And I ask you, if I, you would be turned, maybe if you are lucky, 80 or 90, what would you say to yourself then? Regrets are always there when people pass the other end of life because there's just so much we haven't done because of our own stupid critic and the fears that hold us back. So what has to happen from this point on? Once we identify these things holding us back and we know that, yes, there's a very strong relation between your inner child and inner critic, how do we flip that? Like, What has to happen from there? Well, it is really hard to say that there is that one technique that you can yeah. solve it by your own because then it, it would be very super easy. I would love that. But the thing is, the subconscious mind is very, very tricky that you cannot work on your own, on yourself, because it will um, hide all the time and it won't be to be changed. So working from the outside is always very important. So getting support on that. Uh, by someone who do, does inner child work like me or someone else like like imagine the person is sick and needs to be operated so you cannot operate yourself you need a doctor who's doing that so it is the same with the subconscious mind it is a small operation maybe yes in that very moment it's painful because you face the inner child and that maybe not that nice but afterwards it is like healed And then you start living and not just existing because most people just exist and they don't even know it. They don't are, they are, aren't aware of it. Yeah, damn right. What are some practices that you personally use to connect with your inner child? So, well, I have my childhood picture on the mirror where I laugh so I can see it. And I have also some uh, from the childhood, some toys uh, in the in my living room. And I also visit her sometimes like imagining her in front of me and checking up on her. Is she doing good? Or does she need anything? So I, I do a meditation and everyone can do that. So you just close your eyes, imagine your inner child, uh, like this child in front of you, this inner child, and look at it. How, how does it feel? Does it need anything? And just you hug it and give some kisses and you know, okay, everything is fine. So it can be very easy to do that. And is it something you do, it's like a daily ritual or something you do every other day? Just look at your picture over there on the wall and, you know, address it or just acknowledge it? So I don't have a daily ritual on that. Uh, I, I do it like, I do it, yes, so intuitively more like, like on a checkup, like maybe when, whenever I feel it. So I don't have like a routine with that. And can you share any personal experiences or success stories that highlight the transformative power of this work and essentially inner child healing? Well, definitely that I um, quit my job because I was working for someone and I didn't like it, but I did do it because it was security and I learned it from the family and so on. And well, after quitting at the same time, other doors opened in a magical way. And I, I really like, wow. And also meeting very nice people 
having good friends and my environment changed. I moved to another house, which is much more bigger and lighter. I um, bought a Mercedes with ease and having that was impossible for me before that because we weren't rich. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming from a relatively poor family who didn't have that and work uh, both of them. So, and doing that is like magic for me, like my subconscious mind and inner child, like, wow, this is a nice life. I love it. And it's possible for all of us. It is possible. You only have to believe. So first of all, that's amazing. Good on you for doing all the stuff you have and achieving all this level of success. But once you reach this level, is it permanent or do you have to keep checking in with yourself? Because you know about the upper limit where when we, in spite of all the reprogramming, we have this tendency to keep on sabotaging ourselves because the mind loves a familiar way and it keeps going back to what it knows. So once you've done that, like, do you have to keep checking in with yourself or it's done, like it's permanent change and happily ever after, so to say? So there is a little technique where you can check up on yourself if it's done or if it is not done. So I first of all, I have to say with one work, it doesn't get solved by all. So you have to little works on yourself like not only one time but maybe many times it's a process after this process has been finished then the magic happens and you can check that it is continuously magic is happening because you tapped in so much in your own soul power that you are in that energy you know okay it then it, it gets permanent you just know it there is no formula on that but you know it because you attract for example um, opportunities you attract money you attract good people around you you attract anything and it is beyond your imagination and there is no self-sabotage anymore because you have the power and you are just scanning your own subconscious mind and if anything pops up you say no 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 i know that but no i don't take it anymore so you you get awake once you wake up you don't fall asleep again because it's like in the matrix, like taking the pull and you just once take it and you cannot get back. It is the same. That's so cool. I love the sound of that. Yes. <laughs> also, does the inner child work open your doorways to intuition? There is because inner child, if it is healed, you are fully in trust again. Also, it trusting into the universe and the in intuition uh, one rule is that you are fully in trust, otherwise it doesn't work. So your intuition is connected indirectly to the inner child and the inner child represents creativity, joy, adventure, courage. And it is really like a child doesn't have any thoughts like, oh, do I get my food? Do I know it, it knows everything will be handled for this child or especially for the baby. It gets everything it needs. It is fully in trust. So it's all about the trust at all. And it is definitely uh, correlated. I didn't see that coming, but thank you for explaining that. Because I never saw a link between inner child healing and your intuition. I was like, you just are either gifted with it or you just practice through meditation or centering exercises. Wow, that's super powerful. Well, thank you for being here, Melissa. It's been a very enlightening conversation and sharing all your insights and um, ideas about such an important part of our lives and our beings to create and manifest. It all starts with the fundamentals of our inner child. So thank you for that. And before you leave, a bit of a ritual from my side. How would you describe an epic being? Well, an epic being is when this person is fully in his or her 
own superpowers, own gifts, and using these gifts to serve humanity by creating also joy and have an extraordinary aura, this light which is spreading out like an angel where people say, wow, what a shining light she or he has. And we all have that gift. We just have to unleash it. Love that. So, so beautiful. And where would you like people to find you? Well, they can find me on Instagram or on my website. If they have any questions, just do not hesitate to contact me. And I'm really uh, happy to help you on that. And also the inner child work we can do together, of course. Amazing. I'm going to add your Instagram on the show notes. Thank you so much. And that's the wrap. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this conversation resonated, help spread the value by sharing with a friend and feel free to share your thoughts and comments on Instagram at epic.beings. Also, to stay up to date with weekly episodes, you may want to hit subscribe. Until next time, stay epic.